All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oh, I've been on the wrong Tyler. show all these years. Should I Which edit this or should I let the people be confused? This is real life. Uh, yeah, real life mistake button. was made. Yeah. Uh, episode 382 <laughs> of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by the HGA Group, who we love very much. I'll be Rick. Yeah. I'll Let's be go. And then you got to, did you see the video of Rick banging the two beers together? Nation yes. beers. Oh yeah. Two nation beers. That was. They do it after every win in the pint downtown. He went viral. What a vibe. He what a viral. vibe. I went and saw, so uh, I, I was hosting someone from Toronto uh, to the game on Tuesday and um, we're just like, I'm like, what do you want to do before the game? He's like, dude, he's like, do whatever you need to do to, you know, what you need to do to win this game. Like, like if you've got your thing that you got to oh. do, like, don't, don't worry about me. I'm just here for the ride. Give me the experience. Like, what do you do before game? Like, well, All right. we got to go to the pint and see Rick. So we go to the pint and, and Rick's already, he's already, he's, he's there. He is excited. He's, he's, he's like, we gotta, we gotta change the narrative. Pelman talking about how it's what Calgary isn't doing to let Edmonton in this series, as opposed to what Edmonton's doing in Calgary can't keep up. He's like, we gotta change it. Tell him you gotta tell him. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'll tell him. Uh, and then he texts me to remind me. Um, but you know, we go see Rick. What does he do? We go into the cooler. You got to well, coolie pop. Have a cooler pop. I have not done a pregame cooler pop. That was very exciting. Uh, so we had a pregame cooler pop and then made our way over to the game. I went and saw Rick after the game and I went from being buzzed because my BPP was only one to buzz light year to yes, <laughs> to infinity and beyond in a real hurry. <sighs> I walked fair. in me and Rick in the back room of the pint 
probably just hugged for a minute or two. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it was oh. a big night for all Oilers fans, but it was a big night for you personally with your boy being the hero. Yeah, it was. And the best part about it is that when he scores goals like that, it's like I scored based on the mentions. So it was very fun. It was very exciting to see everybody on Twitter. Just super pumped. Rogers place was going bananas. Cause there for a minute, there it was a little bit tense, a little bit tense in there. The third period. When that 132 foot clapper went in, Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, we have a new Tommy Salo incident where he takes one off the bean and is never the same again. Yeah. Thank God they scored. Or the narrative, if they had tied oh, it up on oh. that, lost. Oh, yeah. To the oh. Oilers' credit, though, they didn't, didn't phase they them, didn't phase them nope. at all. Like they just got back to work and kind of they, they outplayed the Flames through the remainder of that period. Oh, yeah. The arena was phased. Yeah. Oh, man, was it ever. It got real quick. It, it was, was like library in there. It was like Minnesota Wild in January on a Tuesday quiet in there. To, to quote Morpheus from The Matrix, I believe it's Morpheus. They're beginning to believe. Oh, I agree. And that is a tall tale sign bouncing back from that goal against the way they did. Isn't that sound of music? Oh, who knows? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, they don't believe in shit in the 70s. We're going to be joined by a friend in a few minutes to talk about that goal against and about the goaltending in this series. Uh, former NHL goaltender and current daily faceoff analyst Mike McKenna is going to stop by and uh, have a little bit of a chat with us about the goaltending and things of that nature. Maybe we should ask him. He's a good sport. So I feel like I actually could ask him this. What's the worst goal against he's ever given up? Oh, I'm sure he's got a few. I'm sure he's got they a few. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you're right. The air was out of that building oh, in a hurry. It, and yeah. I talked about this on the pregame show. I, because I'm pessimistic and I have trauma of, from being an Oilers fan my whole life. There's been moments in this playoff run where I've been like, this is it. This is yep. where shit gets real bad for us. Yeah. And then yep. to the Oilers credit shows how strong their mental makeup is right now. They're they determined. just don't, they just don't let stuff break. Them. They don't. It's, it's wildly amazing. impressive. Like I was like, I, I love your tweet. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I loved your tweet earlier. Your object where you're like, sports just breaks your heart all the time. Enjoy the non-heartbreaking second of your life. <laughs> that was funny. Well, I'm it's like, true. I think, I think he's trying to be positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm being positive in the most dark way ever. Like, hey, was your Remchukian way. Hey, Oilers fans, 99% of the time, this shit sucks, but enjoy <laughs> the 1% because this has been awesome. Like, I don't know. And I don't want to say this because I shouldn't say this on knock on wood, even if this is the end of the run. If the next three games are just terrible, the last three Careful. weeks have been so Don't much goddamn fun. Existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive vibes only. Yeah, that's, I know, I know. Yeah, I know what you're trying to do, yeah, but yeah. like, don't do it. I know you guys wouldn't like it, but I just think it's has <laughs> been a lot of fun. Like, the city is on fire. City is on fire. We it's haven't so even begun to, to have fun yet. How's that? Okay. Ooh. You're telling me there's more. I was in Ford Hall wobbling around mm. after game four. Bouncing. Bouncing like I was on a trampoline and <laughs> it felt good. It felt real good. Oh, that's a good feeling. We're not even get. We're not even. Is we're not even ever. half started yet. <gasps> Wanya, you'll appreciate what I saw when I went to Game Four. So, what did you see? I went through the. You'll be shocked, actually. Um, I went. I took the the Moss Pit entrance to come into the game because I love to just check out the vibe. Yeah. Uh, first, like right before in. the game, we're, this this story. Like, this is like an hour before the game, or an hour okay. forty five minutes before the game. So once again, hosting someone. So I want to show them the moss pit, but I also love going through the moss pit. And I'm walking along the moss pit. And I look to the right, and on the patio of the JW is Daryl Cates. No, yeah, 
cool. Just standing there and like observing and just like, he's got a smile on his face and his was daughter he smiling. Yeah. He was smiling. His daughter, That's Chloe cool. was there and he was just like taking it all in. That's and like, cool. And also admiring the beautiful real estate he built, but like it was, <laughs> but like, it was well, like the vibe though, like, but like that guy did a lot for Oilers fans. It took a long time and he suffered a lot of slings and arrows. hundred percent. He's seen kind of the, you know, the, the, the juice of, of, of his creation here in terms of like, like seeing the moss pit activated, you know, like the, the, the ice district plaza now actually, you know, being what it's supposed to be. So like, yeah, so he's taking it, but like he, he just, he, he just, he was standing there and he just kind of looked proud and like, but I was just like, I'm like, wow, oh, that's like, awesome. The fact he came, he was out, like he does, you don't see him in public ever. Like, no, no, no. So that was a, that's a, that was a huge, uh, signal for me. So yeah, I thought you'd like that. That's cool. I remember when the arena opened and he was on the news and there was like this clip of him walking into the arena for the first time. And it's so funny because he's like a dour dude, right? He's not generally very smiley. And he's wearing like this hilarious velour blazer that probably cost more than like Zach Hyman's contract. And he looks around and he goes, oh, this is just exhilarating. I'm like, oh my God, he probably doesn't even know how to feel happy. <laughs> so the fact that he's in there, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. There would be no arena if it's not for that guy. And we could all agree. Dude, like you could have went and touched him. Like, you know, I know like he runs tight security and stuff, but like, I was, he say, would, was there goons everywhere? Like, kind of like, kinda, you would have like, touched him and then woken up 15 yeah, minutes later. Yeah, I'd have woken up in a cell somewhere. <laughs> but like, but like he, he left, like he was in the public. That's like, dope. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. Oh man, what a vibe. What an absolute That's vibe a good omen too. I thought so too. That's why I was wondering because I knew you told me that story the other day. I was wondering like a guy like a Vander Kane just had his baby yesterday. If the old PJ is the one bringing him from the hospital back to Calgary. Oh, it is oh. all hands on deck. Has to be. I think he, Evander Kane Ubers to the game tonight. Uber, 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 well, actually, it's gotta be an Uber black. We don't have Uber black up here. Uber XL. Then. Uber XL. Then yeah, yeah you got to take the best, of the best Uber yeah. comfort, Uber comfort. Turn down the uh, conversation lights. with the driver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, I wonder if the PJ's out. Gotta be. Oh yeah. It should. Yeah, he's literally, no, he's probably, he's probably getting helicoptered from the hospital directly to Calgary. <laughs> No time to even drive to the airport. Just like when you're in, when you're a little kid and you're all in your equipment, when you show up to the arena. Yeah, exactly. He's going to land on the top of the saddle. He's going to come down, just punch a hole like through the sting. roof and into there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's be great. But yeah. Like when they dropped SJ Sharky down from the rafters that one time at a sharks game, it'll be Kane just coming down as they announce him in the starting lineup for some reason at the saddle dome. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about tonight. You I know love SJ Sharky. I know I do. I, I bring that up a lot. Hey? Yes. I love that moment of bringing SJ Sharkey down from the rafters. Um, we got a watch party going on tonight. We should plug that quickly. Yep. Pint white pint on white. It we'll is buzzing last game. Yeah. And these are home. Like that was and, a home game and it was absolutely jammed. Yeah. And here's a chance for some good value in terms of our draw. Mm-hmm. Cause we have the thing with cattail crossing where you can golf with me. Uh-huh. What a prize that is. Uh-huh. Like, then, I'm glad you led with that one because mm-hmm. now the prize gets well, better. I like cattail crossing. No, I know. I great, great, great partner. And then a night for two at the Fairmont JPL where our friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton are, I mean, you also get to spend the weekend with Tyler. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will not be coming to the Jasper, uh, but you get an Alfa Romeo to drive out to Jasper and courtesy of our friends. At chauffeured Alfa Romeo by you? Yeah, chauffeured by Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a prize. You'll so, be your Somalia for the weekend. Oh. If you go, if you're coming to the pint on white tonight, get ready. Raffle tickets are 20 bucks. Proceeds go to charity. Yeah, we are with uh, free play for kids this round. I love it. And the draw is happening at the end of this round. 
we were expecting maybe six or seven games. It could end after five. You'd have a nice shot at winning this thing. So shout out to yeah, Alfa Romeo centuries. of Edmonton right, yeah. and Cattail Crossing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could work. That could work. Uh, JPL is magnificent, everyone, just so you know. It's so good. I wanted to play you guys something. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see Patrick Maroon on the Pat McAfee show today? No, but I saw that he shouted out uh, our boys, uh, Shrimps of Red. Did he do it again on the McAfee show? He did not do it on uh, the McAfee show. Pat McAfee show. wearing sleeves. No. Uh, I'd be shocked. No, he was yeah, not. Of course. But I wanted to show you this clip. So Maroon, I'll play the question, but he was not asked about McDavid, but he loops his answer back to Connor McDavid. ESPN in Turner deals uh, as opposed to NBC Sports. Have you felt any effect on this? Does this change your life at all? Do you like it for the league? Obviously, people are getting a lot more access to a great fucking sport. Whoa. Yeah, I think it's huge. We needed that. You know, NBC, NBC did a good job, but, you know, it was for us, it was kind of embarrassing when you turn on Sports Center and you can't, all you see is football and NBA and baseball and hockey's not even mentioned. And, you know, you got people on there chirping hockey and and it's just kind of like a slap in the face to us because, like, people should know our stars in the game because right now we're seeing a player of named Connor McDavid. He'll probably go down as one of the greatest players of all time. And, you know, I, you know, Wayne obviously did his thing, but... What you're seeing right now in the playoffs is truly remarkable. And the fact that he's not up there with LeBron James or, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, his points per game in the playoffs, he's breaking records. And they're still not talking about it. And it's just crazy to me that you're seeing a kid that's still only 23, 24 years old making this game look so easy. And unfortunately, it took us years to get to where we are to get on ESPN. And I think TNT is doing an excellent job with Biz and Gretz and all those guys, Liam and Anson. And, you yeah, know, you had, hey, if you would have left somebody off, off, if you would have left somebody off, they would have been pissed. Go ahead. You did great <laughs> there. I thought that was smart. Thought that was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They're, they're, they're all good dudes. And I think, you know, our ratings have been through the roof from what I've been seeing lately. So that's, that's good news for us. And I think we just got to keep building this game because we have, you know, like a Kucherov, you know, Stammers, the Hetties, the McDavid's, the Drysaddles, Crosby's. Crosby's. I Thank mean, you. Yeah. Thank you. you know, and you have to put these guys on TV because if you don't, then you're just people are just missing out. And that's unfortunate. There you go. Pat Maroon giving lots of love to Connor. Love it. That was like a solid 80 second rant just about McDavid in the middle. But it's, but it's true, right? Like it's like the, the shitty thing is, is that we've been playing so late and the East coast is missing out on a lot of this. And it's not just McDavid. It's McKinnon. It's McCarr. Like that game last night, Colorado St. Louis was incredible. Oh man. uh, Props to St. Louis for tying it. And then an OT, it didn't look like they had any business in it. And then they pulled it off. Yeah. Fort Saskatchewan zone. Tyler Bozak. Bozy, Bozy. Happy he, to see it. He gets a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus in his contract if they win this round. Oh, really? Yeah. Frank was talking about that today. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was neat how Maroon kind of took that question about the TV deal and all that and spun it into just pumping McDavid's tires. Um, that was really Wayne really did his thing. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm talking about that. Well, I, I used I used the analogy. We did a thing. I think it was a pregame show, or it might have been a real life with Frank and. 
the whole thing, you know, with eighties hockey versus now is like Celsius and Fahrenheit, uh, you know, comparison. And we are in the Celsius era where they were making it, where it's, it's t- to get 200 points is like, who knows, maybe Connor and David can do it, but it's very, very hard. Yeah. So to have Connor produce the levels that he's producing at, in this environment compared to like, if you put him into it, in the condition he's in, in yeah. this, in the whole eighties uh, type game side, you know, the goalie size, the pace, all that stuff. Like he'd have like 300 points a game. It's like it's hard. hard, it's hard to not like it's, yeah. it's, it'll always be tough to like accurately quantify, but like, it's always worthy of the debate. Like McDavid, He's not wrong. Could be the best hockey player ever. It's not just Connor too. Well, I mean, obviously Connor's doing amazing things, but Leon has just set back to back NHL records in two straight games. (laughs) Leon, we know like, that's the thing. Leon's a playoff gamer. And just the shitty thing is he hurt his ankle, but like, he's like willing, like he's just persevering through it. Like he's getting better with every game. Like, obviously maybe it's not as bad as we thought. Like the first couple of games, like, he wasn't doing any, he wasn't putting any weight on his edges. Like he was just kind of skating and distributing the puck, but now he's leaning into things and he's, and he's, you know, doing what he we're used to seeing. And it's just getting better and better by the game, better by the shift. And like, you know, that was a concern going into this series, but now that, you know, you're seeing how he is, he is an absolute factor. Yeah. Uh, Should we get to our conversation with our friend? I mean, sure. Does he like Leon Dreisaitl? We'll find out. Very excited to welcome in Mike McKenna to the Real Life Podcast. Mr. McKenna, how you doing? How'd you enjoy that St. Louis Blues game last night? That was a wild one. I mean, like, seriously, I, what are we supposed to look at when we watch that game? Like, <laughs> can we? are we supposed to take our eyes off McKenna? Really? He was unreal. Like, I, honestly, man, like I'm watching that and I'm thinking there's no chance St. Louis has a prayer in this game, like none through the first period, especially first period and a half, like watching McKinnon blow through into the neutral neutral into the offensive zone with his skates downhill, stick handling like crazy, slapping the stick on the ice. Like he just looked like he wanted it so bad. Like he's had pent up four games worth of emotion where nothing happened for him finally come out. And he finally broke the Ryan O'Reilly code. Like, dude, he'd, he'd been, it'd been so hard for him to get past yeah. that because O'Reilly had been so good against him. He wouldn't be denied. And then they lost. So like, uh, <laughs> I mean, man, I haven't come down from that game yet. <laughs> for me, that was a lesson about tonight's game for the Oilers. It's closing out a series. Ain't, ain't easy. They got to be on top of their game for all 60 minutes here. Yeah, man, it's not. I've been in that situation before where, you know, especially if you let that first one get away from you, that you have a chance to close out a series. Well, you start doubting and you can start to understand why, you know, the Rangers were able to come back down from three to one against Pittsburgh is because they started to get a bit of mojo going and you get a hot goaltender and you get some scoring to happen. Think about how many times teams win three games in a row in a season. Yeah. yeah. It happens. You know, it's, it's not, it's not outside the realm of normal. The numbers aren't on your side if you get down three to one. Um, but to me, that's why game fours are just so important, man. Like two to two is a whole lot different than three to one. And, oh. you know, even looking at Calgary and Edmonton right now, I think I, re- I really think Edmonton's in the driver's seat right now, but I don't think Calgary's going to go off into the night silently. New. No, and that's part of the reason I'm a little nervous about tonight. But this series was almost two two, and it was almost two two because of a goal against by Mike Smith. And you, as a former goaltender, I would love your take on this. What, like, what did you see there? What's the reason why maybe that went in? Like, just take us through that goal. 
Oh, it was a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> it came from, I don't know. Where do you think Rasmus Anderson was guys? Maybe top of the circle in his own defensive zone. 132 yeah. feet away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's really impressive, Tyler, considering you're Canadian and the, I mean, the, and that's not metric. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm massively impressed with you <laughs> rattling off 135 feet. Um, what happened was as soon as the puck left Anderson's blade, there were three of those dark Navy and burnt orange jerseys that cr- crossed in front of Mike Smith and the puck got lost in it. And it's not very different than an outfielder in baseball that loses a ball in the, you know, in the sun or at nighttime in the lights. It's really similar to that. And you know what, there are, there's buildings that it doesn't necessarily take the jerseys. There's buildings that have dark seats. And if there's not enough people in the stands, which I mean, my career in the minors, I experienced that a lot. Like you could lose a puck in the stands. That wasn't the case here. Smith just lost it in a sea of Navy. And before you know it, it's past him, man. I, I had a similar one happen to me. I was playing in Binghamton, New York, and it went off a D stick. It went like 20 feet in the air. I lost it. Only way I knew it was in the net is because I heard it hit the padding behind me. And then it came out back through my feet the other direction. <laughs> that's a horrible feeling, but you also know it's a complete fluke. And I think that's why it was easy for Edmonton to recover from that play. Was that impressive to you that they didn't fold up after that? Because I was at the game at game four and let me tell you, Rogers place got real quiet. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as I've heard, we just did a podcast yesterday, Burnside and I did suitcase and the scribe with Leah Hextall, who was in the building. And she said, Rogers has been the loudest building she's been in, like just insane. And to hear it just go vacuum quiet when that puck went in was crazy. But like I said, like it was such a fluky incident that it wasn't like it was anybody's fault. It's not like the team, it's not like the Oilers did like 18 wrong plays and quit playing and the puck ended up in the back of their net. Like if that happens, you really worry. And you look at your teammates and you're like, God, guys, what are we doing? This was just one of those where it's like, (laughs) all you could do is laugh, you know, and you just go about your business. So I'm actually not surprised from the team perspective that it didn't, that it, they were able to stay together, but it really was something to hear the, the, the arena just go like pin drop silent, man. Uh, It just showed how unique that, that goal was. Yeah. The other side of this goaltending matchup and maybe we'll circle back to Smith in a second here, but the Oilers have Jacob Markstrom's number and it does not make sense how he struggles so mightily as a flame against the Oilers yet he has figured out all the 30 other teams in the league he goes up against have not figured him out. The Oilers have, what do you Mm -hmm. see in this Markstrom Oilers matchup? Well, there's, there's a couple things at play here. Um, And first off, I know Markstrom's numbers look, well, frankly, atrocious in the series and the numbers are, and the first game that the flames won that nine, six run and gun debacle. (laughs) I didn't like Markstrom's game at all. Like I thought the two goals that Hyman scored were really poor. He was, he was lingering on his post and an RVH, which just meant that he stayed on his knees way too long and gave up an angle. And I didn't like that game for him. Now the ones past that, I, I don't think he's really been as bad as the numbers look, but there's things that I think he can do to improve because obviously McDavid and Kane and the Oilers in general have his number in tight for me. And what they're doing is just trying to go around them. They see how wide he gets in his stance. He gets really low and he's not able to explode side to side as well. And when the, when the Oilers are attacking the net, they've exposed that for me. And that's where I think Markstrom's these guys got to get a stick involved. Like he's given away as an entire crease, the area in front of him. He's letting the Oilers players go wherever they want. 
So I think Markstrom has to actually be more aggressive in tight around his crease and try to force the Oilers players to, to beat him clean with a shot. You know, if they keep going around you, man, sometimes you got to get a little drastic and do something different because the skill level of the Oilers is really what's crushing Markstrom to me. Um, and obviously it doesn't help with a, you know, a puck handling gaff 30 seconds yeah. into the game doesn't look good. Um, it did go off the boards in a funny bounce. I'm not giving him a free pass here. Okay. This isn't goalie union saying, well, it's a weird bounce, whatever. No, you, you still, you, you can't rush it there. And he rushed it and ended up in the back of the net. And I see, and it's interesting too, because you're right. His numbers aren't good, but when you go back to like, I thought he was excellent early in game three, like that first period, mm-hmm. it could have been three, nothing Oilers just off McDavid scoring chances alone after the first yeah. Markstrom held them in it. And then in the second, the flames were flat again. And that's when things went South. Um, and then in the game, game four early on, yep. He had the gaff, the Hyman goal. Mm-hmm. Don't blame him for the Kane goal went off a defenseman's stick. And then Markstrom right. and he was got there. a ton, yeah. ton of mm-hmm. flack for that one. And that's not a stoppable puck unless it hits them. Yeah. People are going to hate hearing that. Yeah. But it's not unless it hits him the way it deflected. So, and the, but then in the final forty, he was great. Like right before yeah. they tied it up, he robbed Leon Drysaddle yep. on on that power play opportunity. Yep. So there's a little part of me as an Oilers fan that is like, I'm I'm kind of nervous that Markstrom is maybe just going to finally figure it out and find his groove. Do you think that's possible, or do you think the Oilers are just so much of a better team that they'll just keep grinding down Calgary and finding ways to get to the goalie? You know, I. I don't know if Markstrom has to post a shutout. I think if Markstrom can keep it to two or less, man, he's got a pretty good chance. Mm-hmm. That's tall. That's tall order against the Oilers right now, the way they're playing. But I mean, I think you can even look at the Colorado St. Louis series and see how Billy Huso played in game five for the blues. He allowed four goals, but man, he made a huge difference for his club, like some big time saves that gave them a chance to win that game. And like, it took, it took drastic measures for them to come through. Um, but I think that's what Markstrom needs. Like, Let's face it. Markstrom needs to be one goal better every game is what it's been more or less one or two goals better. And if you're not at your absolute peak in playoffs, that can bury you. And dude, McDavid's got 25 points in 11 games in playoffs here. Like, I mean, second round dry has got 13 and 11, you know, 13 points in the, in the five games. Like look at the, look at Kyle, look at Calgary, Goudreau, no goals, right? Like, it, you, you, the, the disparity in the scoring right now is it's more than Markstrom. Um, but to your point, Tyler, if he could steal one, boy, that would go a long way for that team. Cause I feel like they uh, need a huge individual performance for Calgary. I don't even want to think about it, but I know you have to say that. Yeah. What about the other side, Mike? What are you seeing from Mike Smith's game? Because right now, to this point at least, he has played better than Jacob Markstrom. And I think for a lot mm-hmm. of people coming into this series, that was probably not expected. I don't think any of us really looked at Mike Smith going into playoffs and, like, frankly, wanted to believe in him, which is like, it's kind of harsh because this is a guy with a 931 career save percentage of playoffs. And he's been lights out and he's got a 931 in this year's playoffs, ironically enough. Um, and, but it goes beyond just the save percentage. You know, like I, I think Smith just brings confidence to the Oilers right now. And that started at the end of the regular season. And we can't discount the fact that he was hurt for a lot of the year. And, you know, Jay Whitcroft said something the other day that I thought was pretty important that, you know, Smith actually didn't play a lot this year. He may have been hurt, but he doesn't have the wear and tear of the regular season on his body right now. Whereas like, look at Markstrom. Markstrom played almost every game, man. Like yeah. they ran him hot in Calgary. And, and in some ways I think Smith coming in 
he's got energy, you know, like he's not tired at all. He's that, that and that dude's in phenomenal shape. Like mm-hmm. if you ever see him out at the beach, he's shredded <laughs> like crazy shredded. But to me, I think he, it's not just that he handles the puck. Well, we always talk about his puck handling, but even if he doesn't have to handle the puck, it's a deterrent. Like Calgary has to be perfect with their dumps. And and that throws a team off like Calgary that has, has, has typically been so good on their forecheck yeah. and getting pucks low and low to high plays was their bread and butter. I mean, Goudreau down behind the goal line, feed Lindholm in the slot have not seen much of that. So I think that the puck handling is one aspect, but Smith's depth, he plays deeper than just about everybody. He's a mm. big goaltender at six, five. He can do that. It's built for playoffs because for the most part, Shots and playoffs teams start to funnel. They go from the outside. Smith is almost always there and he's able to get across laterally. He made a couple of big time saves laterally last game. And the one thing I've seen him do that I think has been conscious as the years gone on is that he has been more patient on his edges, staying on his feet than I think at times, you know, a couple of times earlier this year, he got crushed with bad short side goals or he's on his knees for way too long. I've seen him try to hold his edges longer purposefully. And I think that's given him a better chance to get across and make some of these saves. Hmm. I love that insight. Well, that, we're talking to the right guy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah it's, <laughs> you, uh, I was his te- you know, I was his teammate twice too. So I, obviously oh, yeah. I admire the guy an awful lot, but, um, but, the, but the, you look for those little adjustments, right? Like yeah. this is what I mean. Like if Markstrom starts throwing the paddle around, keeping McDavid from going across in front of him, like yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. You know, is he going to do something different there? I love those little in-game adjustments. Uh, you told me earlier today you have ribs in the smoker. How are those going? <laughs> uh, good. Started off a little cool. I didn't get the proper heat uh, that I wanted right off the bat, but I was able to fix that pretty quickly with the leaf blower. Um, if you ever need oxygen for your coals, if you need to get your, you need to get your fire a little hotter. Okay. You just pull out that leaf blower and let it have it. All it needs is oxygen. So, so yeah, they're good. They're about three hours into the smoke right now. Probably another two and a half. They're baby backs. Uh, I'm going to sauce them for the last hour. They're going to be real nice. These BOA ribs. (laughs) Battle of Alberta. I I suppose we could call them that. I mean, uh, all the big guns. I like it. Hopefully they're lucky. When did you get so into cooking? Was it something you picked up during your playing career or after it? Yeah, it was during. And the reason being was because like as a pro athlete, as a pro hockey player, you're usually home by, you know, one 32 o'clock in the afternoon, you go to the rink in the morning, you're there, you do your workouts, whatever. And then you just have like all afternoon. And, you know, I tried to learn how to play guitar. I'm terrible at that. Uh, I hadn't had kids yet. Had a dog, you know, walk them. Great. I just figured if I'm going to eat and enjoy it, I want to learn how to do this. And so it was early in my playing career. And there were two things. Like I started to watch top chef, a TV show, like just on a whim. Yeah. And I got like totally into it. And then I got a food and wine subscription, started trying to make the recipes out of it and kind of took off from there. So now I've, you know, my last year pro, I spent all my training camp per diem on a chef's knife in Ottawa. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of proud of that. And I, I dare not tell my wife what it cost. <laughs> didn't, didn't I hear, uh, I can't remember what it was in Portland or somewhere. Weren't you a food writer as like a sidekick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah in what? Portland, Maine. In I Portland. Actually, okay. Uh, yeah. I nailed it. Yes. 
Yeah. I, and you know, I only got to do one review because the team was unceremoniously sold and moved to Springfield mass. Dude, I had it set up for the whole next season that I was going to be the guest food critic for the Portland press Herald. Like Ooh. I reviewed Pacharino at Italian restaurant. Like I got paid for it and everything, man. I got this meal stipend. I got paid. It ran in the paper. Um, huh. That was awesome. And like the, the editor kind of was like, she had this whole vision for what she wanted me to do of being like the ex athlete coming in, talking about it and kind of like cheesy cliches. And what I turned in the right off the bat was like New York times food critic style. Like I took it so seriously. <laughs> um, and I tell you what, I'm actually, I was actually happy though, that she kind of guided me towards her vision because it actually did make sense and it was better in the end. But at first I was kind of like, what, what do we do? I, I actually really want to do this man. Yeah. And, um, so it was, it was fun. I wish I could have kept doing it. Um, St. Louis needs a food was, critic. We, we could make that into YouTube video content. Maybe make it with McKenna where you can like show us some of your favorite recipes, do some videos. Yeah. Teach them how to make BOA ribs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and I need to start thinking of a theme there, or I need to think of a way to tie that in with Calgary or Edmonton in some way. So now you've, now you got the wheels turning here because I mean, these are St. Louis style ribs, mm, you know, yeah. rubbed with yeah. the sauce on. I got to think of a way I got to dig into the cultural heritage of barbecue in Alberta. All right. I know you you're big into making pizzas, right? Like that's one of your specialties. Yeah. Okay. If you were having the real life boys over for a dinner tonight to watch the game ribs and pizza aside, what's like a Mike McKenna specialty that you'd be going to for us. Dude, I love making tacos. Okay. Oh, like, and, tacos. And, and I don't mean That's like good. just get ground beef and chuck some like the seasoning packet yeah, yeah. on it. You know, like I, there's a couple different tacos that I like to do, um, you know, it, it, different varieties that are kind of churched up and a little upscale. But like yeah, what yeah. I love to do is have like two or three proteins out mm -hmm. and just like all the sides and fixings and just let people go hog wild, man. Cause like you think about a party, like people don't want to, if you're watching hockey or you're hanging with the dudes, like, you don't want to have to sit down with a plate of dinner. Like yeah. you just want to grab a paper plate and a cold beer and a couple tacos and muck it, you know, maybe some guacamole. And, and if I can make like super good proteins or fillings to go for yeah. that, that makes me, makes me really happy. You would also be happy to know that Tyler tried guacamole for the first time when we were down in Los Angeles. First mm -hmm. ever time. Oh. <laughs> Man, good. Give me the review. Like Tyler, dude, I know you're, 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 bouge, you're burgeoning now. Uh -huh. We need to things. help him, Mike. We need to help I, him. Well, I, I tried had, my best in, you know, in Vegas yeah. at the all-star game, Scott Burnside and I had a, a phenomenal meal with Tyler uh, that you, you branched out a little bit. I did. I had, uh, what was it? Chilean sea bass. <laughs> yes. Also known as Patagonian toothfish. But yes. Uh, oh, wait. Chilean yes. Okay. We've talked okay. about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I did that. Uh, there was a seafood tower. I don't venture into seafood very often. Mike had me eaten that. You guys had me yeah. try guacamole. It was good. Um, we forced it on you. Well, not really. Yeah. I was kind of, we were having wine and I was a little drunk. A little we were brose, having brose, brose. Yes. And I was like, Dude, oh, this looks rose. good. I tried it. Um, so yeah, it, it's good. I'm, I'm proud of you. Man. I've had I'm it like, again since I, that point. You're hooked. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll get, let you in on a secret. Right. I didn't try guacamole until later in my life because I looked at it and it was green and it looked weird and I didn't want to eat it when I was a kid. And, I, and I've gotten past that visual aspect now and I, I get it. But I'm very proud of you, Tyler. That's and I know that this is just the beginning of your journey. And I can't wait to hear more as you go longer. He's got a long journey ahead of him. It is amazing <laughs> the amount of things on his list that he has not tried. One day I'll get brave enough to do sushi with you. One day. 
<laughs> you don't eat ketchup. Yeah. yeah. Ketchup on his fries. That's where we're going. Mm. All right. That's usually, a, uh, that's, that's all my daughter eats. She just ketchup on everything. That's how I get her to eat everything. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's like a pretty common thing for kids, right? Just oh, ketchup, ketchup is the bomb. I love yeah. ketchup. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. McKenna, thanks for doing this, man. Goalie talk, food talk. This was good. Of course, dude. Anytime. I love hanging with you guys. Right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, enjoy man. the hockey tonight. We'll do. Enjoy the ribs. Yes. Be away, baby. Let's Let's go. go. All right. See you, Mike. You got it. There you go. There's Mike McKenna. Ah, what a beauty. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I just love that. I I, I love that as a side project while he was playing, he got a food writing job. Right. That's just hilarious. So good. Ah. Yeah, he's uh, he's good stuff. And I, I'm excited. He always tweets. Follow him on Twitter because he always tweets out the food when he makes it. Um, and if you just scroll through there, some of the stuff he's made is uh, very interesting. So I'm excited for the picture of his St. Louis style BOA ribs. Tonight. The DFO cookbook. That could be something. <laughs> we should have talked to him about McKenna's magic picks, too, for points. bet. he's been pretty hot, hasn't he's he? Pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been really good. I don't think he, I think he had last night he had Leckin in the score, but uh yeah, I know you had Barbershop to score. Oh, Barbershop to score. And yeah, he had to not hit. But before that, he was doing really well. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't hit them all, man. Yeah. It's got to hit more than you don't. Uh, speaking of good food, I mean, McKenna is very good at making like the deep dish style pizza homemade. He's always posting about that. You know who else does it very well? Nelly. That's just a guy from St. Louis. Yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> uh, City Spud. Campio Brewing ah, City Spud. Campio Brewing makes an excellent kind of deep dish style pizza. Their Zaw uh, is legit. Yeah, it is. If you're heading to the game and you're, you know, downtown and all that, whether you're going to game six or what could be game one or three of the conference finals, and you're like, Woo-hoo. hey, I need a good spot to eat. Campio, close to the rink, good beer, lots of different beers on tap. I'm a hazy IPA guy. Fantastic pizza. The pizza there is very good. So shout out to our friends at Campio Brewing. Uh, whether you're going there to watch an away game, it's a good spot for that. Or uh, on your way to a home game, Campio's the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talked to Mike, um, or before we started recording today, you guys were talking about some bets for tonight. What are we feeling? Here's my thing. Here's my problem right now for the Oilers heading into this series. I was nervous. I have not bet on Edmonton to win a single game yet. In you, this can't series. you can't now. So I can't. You can't. You have been banished. But they're plus 130. It's a good line. I know. It's so juicy. You should do it. <laughs> I know. But or is it bad juju now for me to bet on them? Okay. Well, once again, we we sometimes bet to manifest. So maybe it's okay. But shame on you for not betting on the win. Plus. I know. I know. I got need to score again. I mean, why not? How about that free bet I hit? Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's nice. So good. That really I, nice. I got the same free bet and I put on Hyman. Ah. I was really excited. Uh, yeah. I'm I, so, you know, bets like it's, I'm not getting, I'm going to have fun in the props, but I'm not going to get too crazy on everything else outside of that. I am just betting Oilers money line manifest that win. Just get the W. That's all that matters. Yeah. I got Leon to score too. You can't tell me he's going to be held off the board three games in a row. Well, the Leon assist machine. Yeah. One over one and a half has just been, I like uh, auto hit. Mm-hmm. Well, same McDavid over one and a half, even though the odds are terrible. Yeah, but I know. So that's why it just, so shifted, one, so shifted I, over to Leon. I bet it at minus 160 the other day just because. Wow. And well, I respect that. That's just, well, that's just supporting your boy once again. Like sometimes yep. you also have to bet to support your favorite players. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I feel just, that. That's why I went with Nuge to score first. I was like, you know what? Got to manifest some good luck from Nuge and the hockey gods were with me. He's a, he's a streaky scorer too. So I could see him potting another one tonight. Yeah. When he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I can see him getting a power play goal. 
Interesting. And nude just style, like, like true nude style. How fired up he was after the game winner. Never like, seen him that animated in my life. Normally he it's the very, twice. yeah, exactly. He swore twice in the post game. You got to see the nude. He's yeah. very subdued in his celebrations. He's got the one little fist pump, but like he was fired up. I love it. And then, the, and then obviously the, the fans who deservedly need to be where they are and see the players in the press conference were chanting Nuge's name. And it was fantastic. I, I was because on, uh, for that game, I was a big media boy. Frank brought me up to the press up box. In the press box. Was I trying really? to find you. The, the, the good thing about trying to find you is you're, you're with Frank Saravalli who has silver hair. Uh, did, so you did see us. Yes. Uh, Nice. Uh, I was sitting. How hard was that though? Just not cheering. Okay. So like, <laughs> if you don't know when you're up in the press box, you can't wear jerseys, like no booze. You just sit Boo. in your suit and there's no cheering. You'll Were you wearing a suit? Oh yeah. Oh God. I was wearing the same coat that I have in my profile picture that Brownlee always makes fun of me for. Uh, so I was sitting next to Avery <laughs> Lewis McDougall. Shout out to Avery. Roasted by Brownlee. Eh? Roasted by Brownlee. And then Frank was on my left side and the first three goals. I didn't cheer. I was good. Not even a reaction. Just sat there still. When Nuge scored the winner, I just, it was just like an instinct. I just had a fist bump. I was like, and I looked at Frank and I was like, yeah, nothing going on there. And then I texted begged milk in all caps multiple times. Yep. Um, and I said, I knew you were at the game and I knew you'd be fired up. I just texted you in all caps. I said, Nuggy, you sexy son of a bitch. Let's go. And then I said, I can't cheer. So I'm putting all my energy into this fucking rights. I saw, by the way, at that game, I was at it and I saw one of the wildest things I've ever seen at a bar at Rogers place. I was just getting, I was in between the second and third periods going to get a seat. I was drinking Caesars. Felt good about it. Yeah. BOA Caesars. Absolutely. So I went to grab a fresh one and there was a guy, the line wasn't moving and I couldn't figure out why. Normally they're just, you know, especially with Caesars, they've got them all pre-made behind and they're just knocking them out. Yeah. It was not moving. This guy, though, decided he... It was him and a crew of his buddies, and there was a group of girls there, so there's probably eight in total, but he decided he was going to buy beers for... Drinks for everybody in the in the line. Everybody. They went through about three bottles of vodka, pouring out shots of vodka for people, handing out beers to people like crazy. I'd never That's seen... That's an eight. uber baller play. Absolutely. Top of the pops. I tried to get a look at how much the bill was. I couldn't quite f- see it, but it, it was, I think it was 2,500 bones that he dropped. I love it. I love that. Passing out dozens of beers, dozens of shots. Like I said, they went through three bottles of vodka, but like he was just giving them out to everybody that was around. If you were at that bar and you got a free one, that guy was, you know, if you're listening to this and you got one of the free drinks, let us know. I'd love to hear from you because and shout out that guy. Like, you yeah. know, he obviously he's, he's done well and he's having such a good time. And this is like when, when it's playoff run, we're all family and he just wanted to take care of the family. Well, the looks on people, he was face- a cocaine dealer. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, the looks on everybody's face was also very funny. Cause they were like, what, what, why am I getting this? But then, okay. And then uh, yeah. someone else you maybe get a second drink. one, you know, you yeah. take that drink. Always. So shout out to that guy. Oh, that's nice. That's very, that's fine. I hope that he's doing well. Otherwise he had an upset time when he looked at the old credit card the next Wakes day. Wakes up the next morning, opens up the mobile banking and it's like, Oh boy. Oh boy. Did I dream that? No, that happened. Okay. <laughs> Onward and upward. Uh, Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Hey, what Jersey have you been rolling for the past three games? I've been since game seven and on, I've been wearing just the old burnt orange McDavid. Cause I'm like, you know what? This guy's showing up. Yeah. I got I, the captain. I, I just got to believe and lean into our captain. And I have, I haven't looked back and I'm not, I'm actually not a big fan of the burnt orange, but I don't care. I like it's, 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 it's McDavid. That guy is the man. And I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> my, uh, 
my New Jersey has served me well throughout these playoffs. Is it getting yeah. some battle scars though? It's gross. That's great. The grosser, the better. It's not being washed. Nor should uh, it. It's the logo on the front's looking rough. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's seen Tell better it. days, but also it is seeing its best days. Exactly. So the playoffs, everything you're doing with that Jersey is correct. hundred percent. I want them to win so bad tonight. I, I know. And they, can. Only. and they can, it's just, they just like jobs, not done attitude, show up to work and just take it to them. Yeah, we've proven we can score. We can prove and we can beat these guys. You just know Calgary's probably they're going to be trying extra hard tonight because their backs against the wall. They're so we, wounded animals tonight. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Mm. Like I said, if I'm Jay Woodcroft, I go full game seven mode on McDavid, play him 27 minutes, and let Calgary try and figure that out. 100. percent Yeah, I, I think that's a perfectly fine plan because they they've got no answer for him. It, it, it's 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 just a function of like. The guy has just gone another level. We've said it a million times. Everyone is saying it, but like it's it, 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 he just will not be stopped. He's, he's just like, he's made that decision. He's gone through these years. You know, he's, he is a perfectionist. He is, you know, a genius of the sport, a mega talent. So he takes these years, you know, he takes that sweep against Winnipeg. He takes those other, you know, heartaches that we've had and he uses those and channels those to figure out how, can he be better? How can he prevent that from happening again? Mm-hmm. And he's doing it like they, there's, th- there's no answer. I think if there's anybody that's got Mamba mentality too, it's probably Connor. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's all business. I'm just looking at the numbers right now at five on five in this series. McDavid has played 60 minutes and 45 seconds. So averaging 15, 15 minutes and 10 seconds at five on five per game. The Oilers are outscoring the flames 11 to four in that span. That means if you say shift lengths are a minute, he's averaging a goal like every five shifts right now. Or the Oilers are averaging a goal every five McDavid shifts. That's why he's got to be out there. So load him up. Get him out for 50 shifts this game. Yeah, play him all 60. And that's 10 goals. Yes, correct. All right. I think we figured out our game plan. Your Remchuk math. I just, I can't, like, you know he's going to be on a different planet tonight heading into this game. Like, once again, this is like, so now he's learning faster, right? Normally it's like the off season he goes and works on things. He's all his tools are there. So that game four and five of last series, like they, they, they are very upset at themselves for what they did. So it's like never again. So like we saw, what we saw in game four. So like, you know, I, I, I expect, I, I expect a really solid effort here. Like just can Calgary counter act. The AI is becoming self-aware. <laughs> yes, he is. He is cybernet. I got a question for you guys, but first going to give some love to Oodle Noodle and mm-hmm. our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. Oh, I have a question for you. I was at a lunch. Uh, sorry, I was at a board meeting today for Explore Edmonton and one of the board members came up to me and said, I get the war wonton soup at least once a week. That's so good. I My said, sister you. has a question for you. Okay. Oodle Noodle related. Okay. She is a vegetarian. Uh-huh. She loves your guys tofu. Okay. You guys say you make your own tofu. We do. She wants to know if there is somewhere or a way for her to buy it in bulk. It is good tofu. We've thought about selling it as a packaged product through the store. Okay. Um, I, for us, it's a uh, capacity issue. I don't know. Like we would love to actually get into the retail game, uh, especially with the tofu. Uh, one of the things that we were thinking about adding to the menu is deep fried uh, tofu. Mm. 
as an appetizer because mm-hmm. uh, everyone like I, I I don't mind tofu like it's but yeah. like people who love tofu like really love the tofu Sunny makes yeah so it's a long answer I'm giving you but it's something we're talking about it would involve uh, just increasing the capacity uh, of tofu production which would mean some equipment right now we're focused on making our own spring rolls ah. uh, and completely bringing that in house and also making uh, all of our soups from the factory. Uh, to the store. So we're focusing on those two things and then we can circle back to that. So it is something we've thought about and I appreciate the fact okay. she likes it. Sonny will be happy. My sister will get that answer after we're done recording this podcast. Or she can just listen. Does she listen? No, she doesn't listen. <sighs> Although she, because she, she's not a sports fan. I have one sister who is a bit of a sports fan. The other one's not. Um, but she told me the other day, she goes, you know, I think I'm starting to get into the playoffs a little. I was like, oh yeah. And she goes, yeah. Like usually when I know they play, I'll Google what the score is to see how they're doing. And then <laughs> she was go. like, she was like the other day I Googled it. This was game one of the flame series. She was like, I Googled it early and I saw they were going to lose whatever it was at that point, three, nothing or some uh-huh. shit. And then she's like, and then. I checked later and they were only down by one. And she was like, so I watched the third period and I was like, wow, I'm very proud of it. Hooked her in. Okay. Good job. But, uh, she, she's my sister with two young kids Mm -hmm. and the one, the youngest one that is like a year and a half old. Yeah. She loves calling me in the morning and yeah. saying, go Oilers. Oh, Cause she knows cute. it like makes me smile and laugh. So she calls me every morning. And does it go Oilers? I so think, it, it, uh, you know, fun playoff runs, like everyone, like it's like a moth to a flame like, in terms of like just all the energy and vibrancy that a playoff uh, run has on the city. Like it just brings everyone. Like, it's funny. Like, um, my girlfriend's sister who would like, <laughs> Uh, she knows the others are in Edmonton, but knows nothing about it. She's yeah. now into the playoffs. Nice. And like, I'm getting texts in our chat group and she's like, oh my God, this game's insane. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like that's, but that's what, you know what, that's what playoff hockey can do. And that's, that's what I love about the playoffs. Like this is how you create another layer of just diehards within your fan base. There yeah. will always be people who come and go with the playoffs, but there will be, let's say, out of the bandwagon fans, half of them, I guarantee you, when the regular season comes next year, will be more dialed into the Oilers because of this run right now. Yep. That's how, how you do, do it. Well, I had somebody leave a message on my podcast better late than ever the other day. He was, I think, 23 or 24. So this was the first time he's really been able to experience it as an adult. And like, that's that's what sinks it for you. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember 2006, I was 21. And that just cements things for life. 100%. Because you can... You can live the full experience. Yep. Yep. That means having a beer, Tyler. I know. Going to the pint scene. And Rick. having a cool, yeah. And definitely going to see Rick. Oh, everyone's got to go see Rick. Go How see Rick. It? How many views did that video get? It, it's It's been picked up by like every like... <laughs> every social account there is. It's amazing. He was so funny when I went and saw him after the game. I was like a child in his arms. He was yeah. just like swinging me around the bar. It was very funny. Oh man. We had the best time. I love, I love it. Him. And, and, and you know, and I'm happy for Rick. I'm happy for, you know, a lot of the, I'm just happy for the hospitality business, like oh. going through the two year stretch that they did Yep. and to now just see them, you know, all, you know, they're all busy. It's, it's vibrant, you know, guys like Rick, who, you know, that's, that's the industry he works in. Like just seeing how he's doing, like he is just so happy and he's happy for a lot of reasons, Oilers hockey, but also like his business that he's so, that he's a very important part of is, is also thriving. So it's just good to see on all levels. 
one thing that's been very interesting for me on Twitter, Surveyor Brett's done a great job tweeting out the referee matchups. Oh, yeah. And so tonight the Oilers are getting Eric Furlat and Wes McCauley. Ooh, we're getting blessed. Big gun. And Surveyor Brett made an interesting note. These two worked game one of this series. And McCauley traditionally puts the whistle away in the third period. 32% of his penalty call, penalties called are in the first, 41% in the second, 27% in the third. Hmm. That's only 4% down from the first. Ah, still puts the whistle away. <laughs> I'm just reading Surveyor Brett tweets. Uh, the Oilers record in the regular season with these two is a combined one and three. A big sorry, part that of tonight is going to be staying discipline for the Oilers. Scrum discipline, baby. Yeah, let Cal- like Calgary's the one who's going to be tense, mm. and they're going to be the ones that might get a little aggressive just because they're going to be trying very hard. Yep. Yep. Let them. Uh, scrum management, yes, yep. but you know if a teammate needs your help, you help him. Uh, oh yeah. If, and, if they need, it's needed everybody in the pot and you know, don't stop hitting, but like, yeah, let, let them, let them go a little crazy. So here's the question I wanted to wrap up the podcast with. I want everyone's take on this in these big games. The Oilers have won. The stars have been unreal, but they've also gotten big goals from other parts of their lineup. Yeah, right? He's yeah. due and McLeod. Yeah. Cause game six, it was Barry game seven. It was CC. Game two against Calgary, it was Duncan Keith scoring that goal, correct? Mm-hmm. And game four, it would have been... Nuge. Yeah, game four would have been Nuge. Game three, who would have been the hero in game three when they won? Vander Kane. One? Yeah, Vander Kane. Yeah, Vander Zach, oh, yeah. Zach Hyman, Hyman too. Uh, yeah, who's, Hyman's got goals in every, every game this series. Yeah. Sounds to me like we're a team with only one guy. Yeah, what a joke. I love that. Uh, all the all the memes and stuff that have come with the mm-hmm. one guy thing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so let's go around the horn. Kaylor Yamamoto. He's your unsung hero pick for tonight, BM? Yeah. He's he's due. He's playing well. He's a dog on a bone. He's relentless. I can see him getting a greasy one right in the crease. Yeah, that's where he's going to live. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, Mo, I like that. I'm going to go Ryan McLeod. He's due. The guy, the guy is skating so well. Uh... And he, you know, he's creating and he's just, he's, he's, he's learning the playoff game, uh, more and more. And I just, yeah, I think he's due. I bet him last game to score twice. It was very, very juicy. It obviously did not hit, but if it did, wow, it would be amazing. Wanye unsung hero pick. Zach Hyman. Does he qualify? Was he too, uh, no, I think, I think he's, he's got to go more off the board. Yeah. Now. He's got a goal every game this series. Yeah. I think he's wow. coming up with another big one though. Yeah. Second round, Zach Hyman is legit. Oh, legit. Yeah, which is something that, and the Leafs never got to see it. And that's nope. what, if, if, if they just got to the second round, they could have gone much further. Why I not? never thought I'd see someone try to take Jesse Pugliarvi's crown of happiest oiler, but Zach Hyman yeah. is happier did than Pugliarvi. Did you hear him after the game on the ice when he was doing his interview with Tony Brar? He did the new The new yeah. That was good. Uh, my unsung hero pick tonight, I'm going to agree with you and say Ryan McLeod finds Ooh. the back of the net tonight. Big goal from Clowder off the rush sparks the Oilers. Clowder. Clowder. Wanya, we need yours. Well, I'm Zach Hyman, I'm just trying to think. Coderick Cece again? Perhaps? Sure. Sure. Does he have a second hero in him? You know, like, that goal against might. the Kings. I was like, you're the new Desharnay. I don't he, care what you do. You're a good man. He gets, he, you know, he, he gets in the mix, you know, he, he gets into, into positions to be able to score. So like, I, it, I think that's a great pick. He's been so quietly solid, which too. I love quiet, mm-hmm. love quiet. I can also see a lot Bo- of Kenny Holland's off the board moves of people he brought in. Most of them are working right now. I can also see dad getting one. Boosh bomb. Big clap from the point. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. 
Go check out the Boosh Bomb tee. It's actually awesome. Kenny did a great job. Nationgear.ca. We have a couple of new t-shirts launched. It's Schmitty Battles. Schmitty Battles. rocked on the pregame show. Oh, yeah. And right now. Didn't, and right now. You didn't take it off. Yep. Uh, then we get the Boosh Bomb tee. Boosh Bomb tee. And then we have our uh, Pride Month tee dropping. Yep. And there's a charity connection. 100%. As, well. as, so, as, as always. Yeah. So check all that out. Um, also, something neat that we're doing. Jared sent me an email about this. Um, Wayne Gretzky's dropping NFTs. And we're going to be doing... It's Gretzky <laughs> Sports Illustrated and eBay teaming up to drop Gretzky NFTs. And I think we might be giving some away on our socials. So keep it locked. That We're going to just keep your eye on Oilers Nation. There'll be something more on the Gretzky NFT and how you get your hands on one. Tees. Tees. Big tees. All right. Oh, let's hope. Game Let's five, hope. big Let's game five. We are yep. in Calgary. Smitty battles after game four, where he made a little bit of a mistake, but still bounced yep. back, which we think is going to make him even more of a battler tonight. And I know he wants nothing more than to go and just fucking stonewall yeah. the flames in an elimination game on their ice. All right. Shout out to Campio Brewing, Alpha Romeo, Cattail Crossing, Oodle Noodle, DoorDash, and our title sponsor, the HGA Group. Don't forget City Spud. Episode 382. The <laughs> year was like 21 years ago. Hey, yeah, I know. 21 years. Oh, I yeah. just saw I, I, I just saw an article about, I think it's the 30th anniversary of Encino Man. Oh, my God. That, that was Notorious f- B.I.G.'s 50th birthday was last week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he wow. died at 24. Wow. He died. Wow, man. Really? That's great. Too young. Yeah. Way too young. Too young. Ray Liotta. Yeah, I'm due to watch Goodfellas again now. What happened to Ray Liotta? He passed away? Passed away today. Did he? Yeah. 67 years old. There's worse ways to go, though, being in, like, the Bahamas, the five-star hotel, filming a movie at 60-whatever-the-hell-he-is. Yeah. Oh, also, shout out, um, and this is... Rocket fiance. Tommy Olsrud, Norwegian curler. Oh, yeah. That was too bad. He passed away young. Great curler and a curling fashion icon. Fashionista. Mm -hmm. Changed the game. He did. Ah, boy, that's a sad end of the episode. I know. Shout out to City Spot. Everybody's dead. Let's go Oilers. Go Oilers. Go Oilers. Let's end this series tonight, baby. 4-2 win, baby. Thanks for listening to episode 382. We'll talk to you next week to get set for maybe round three. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.